I am so excited to let you all know that Menstruation Rewritten Greeting Cards are now available. This is a project I've been working on for a while and I'm really excited to introduce to you all. And if you go to the link in the show notes, you can get a free Menstruation Rewritten Greeting Card. So go check it out. Welcome to Menstruation Rewritten, a podcast for menstruators and non-menstruators who were raised in a culture of menstrual shame and want to rewrite their own, their communities, and their next generation's stories through having conversations about our own menstrual experiences, where we are now, what we wish had been, and thus what can be. As always, none of this is medical advice. We're just chatting about our lived experiences. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is a shorter episode, as you may have seen. This is kind of a supplemental episode, and it is based on a conversation that I had in the other episode that dropped today with Matt and Allison. So they are a couple. We talked about Allison's menstrual education, menstrual experiences, and then also Matt's education and experiences, which came mostly from their attempts to get pregnant and Allison finding out that she had some other things going on with her menstrual cycle. And so I'd encourage you to go listen to that episode. But this was a conversation that came up after we finished the interview. We were chatting a little bit more about menstruation and pregnancy and postpartum. And this is a conversation we had about Matt's experience with postpartum depression. So I just kind of wanted to put it out there as its own thing and give folks an opportunity to think about postpartum for the non-birthing parent and what that looks like in partnership. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks. That was one thing that shocked me after we had Zoe was I honestly, this sounds terrible and I love you so much, but I never thought about (laughs) the father's experience with having a baby. I was just thinking solely about the pregnancy and all of that and Mm -hmm. even breastfeeding. I didn't realize the the toll that it would take mm-hmm. on you postpartum. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah, I think there that's a good point because I didn't really understand that either mm-hmm. until we had Zoe and how much it does affect the the man as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like just in terms of like your lifestyle or like physically or like uh, I don't know what. No, I think there was like a little bit of like feelings of postpartum depression mm-hmm. on my end to be honest with you yeah um, with both kids so it wasn't yeah. like it was like a because it's an adjustment obviously to have mm-hmm. a child and then but um it, it can affect you in more in more ways than just oh i'm changing my lifestyle like mm-hmm. i'm like my emotions are changing too almost mm-hmm. through this process mm-hmm. uh and and even now i think about that like with friends that i have that are having children i like try to reach out to them mm-hmm. and let them know like yeah, because there really isn't anything in place for men, and obviously, like it's way much, it's way more difficult on the female to have the child. But there isn't anything in place for men. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, you'll just like deal with, like it, figure you know? it out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like everything else, yeah. Uh, in a hyper masculine, you know, like mm-hmm. just deal with it. Type yeah. Thing. So it well, is kind of important. That's for really men. interesting. Yeah, and I think too, still, it's like the generals of like the mom is the nurturer because you are the one breastfeeding and things mm-hmm. like that where like Matt had to learn how to find ways to bond with and you know it was a little easier with the second one but find ways to bond with Zoe because he wasn't breastfeeding and mm-hmm. you know that's an easy way for me to bond 
but also me finding ways to allow him to do that mm-hmm. yeah. um, and understanding your your feelings through the whole process mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's like this is anecdotal obviously but like <laughs> I, I think it's like that's the interesting thing for men is that like I didn't really feel like I started to connect with Zoe until she was closer to a year old mm-hmm. like 8 to, to 12 months mm-hmm. because the mom is so involved breastfeeding mm-hmm. and generally the child just wants to be with mom mm-hmm. and you're kind of like ancillary so with Zoe now with two it's a little different but with Zoe it was kind of like I just felt like I was there in a sense like mm-hmm. I'm here and like I want to support this child but there's really not a whole lot I can do mm-hmm. physically because they're not really engaging with you yet from a personality perspective right so until eight months hit, and then that really changes. And I've heard other men say this too, by the way. So like, I don't think it's not just me. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not, not just me. Just I literally me. just heard someone say this on a podcast the other day. They were like, "My okay. child for the first like six months was just like a blob, yeah, yeah. and like existed, but well, I didn't like. There was yes. no like engagement. Yeah, right. I think for me it was hard because I was feeling that bond, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I was like, well, what's like I was kind of getting frustrated or upset mm-hmm. because I was like, why am I feeling this but you're not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even with you know, I felt horrible because I could tell you know as his partner that he was feeling post like postpartum depression yeah. symptoms, and I felt like I couldn't help like help him in the way that I could because I also had this. Yeah, you're like I don't have time for this. Yeah, <laughs> right. have, like, so which is like so sad. Yeah. yeah, and you know now that I think about it. Even at the hospital, there wasn't, no one asked, like, how Matt was doing or, you know, obviously, like, the lactation consultant came in to, like, help me out and, yeah, they'd be like, can I get you anything? But, like, I had, and again, like, I had a baby, so that's why I had a hospital bed, but they get, like, (laughs) you know, the little cot that's essentially a couch and things like that where it definitely wasn't seen in their eyes as, like, you guys are equal in this like right right you know and again that's it's a medical institution so like right you're the one that gave birth but yeah, yeah well doesn't... it's hard but it's too, interesting like... like with like the checkups right like if they're like checking on you and they're checking on zoe i have so i have like... postpartum depression like even that i didn't even think about that when you go in for your six week you mm-hmm. know um, with your gynecologist, and then even with all of your child's newborn pediatrician visits, mm-hmm. I had a postpartum checklist. Mm-hmm. They never gave that a postpartum checklist. Yeah, and again, like I think postpartum depression with the spouse is newer, but mm-hmm. I think you absolutely should be doing a checklist because if anything, there's m- even more stress on the partner than mm-hmm. there is for the for the mom because again, like for that first. At least for the first three months. Well, and again, everybody's experience is different, but mm-hmm. we were very blessed to have a lot of support when it mm-hmm. came to people coming over and, you know, providing meals and stuff. But I don't think, unfortunately, like people would ask, like, how are you guys doing? But I don't know how many people really, like, checked in on Matt specifically to right. be like, right. how are you handling this? Right. I feel like even when people are asking you that, and you can tell me obviously if I'm right or wrong, but I feel like you would interpret that as, like, how are Allison and Zoe? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right? Like, people are like, yeah. how are you? It's like, how are you right. all, a.k.a. Yeah. how is the mom and the baby? Right. Mm-hmm. Even I feel like that's a really common question. Like, how are mom and baby? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are mom and baby? Uh, yeah, there's like, no expectation um, that 
the man would be struggling. Like, yeah. Like, I, and I went back to work with Zoe after four weeks and with Luna after three. Mm-hmm. And both times, there was no, like, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the biggest question is, are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, okay, like, everyone knows the answer to that. No. You're like, no. Well, that's just <laughs> like, each, like... Right. They threatened each other's misery and how yeah. you never slept. Like, it's not like they genuine, genuinely yeah, no care really about your health, you know? But, like, you have a very close group of friends, I would say, mm-hmm. and, like, you all are chatting regularly. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm not in the group chat, but I feel like it's about everything, <laughs> yeah. more or less. To an extent, um, yeah. It's, I think it's changed a little bit over the years, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. And so... To be more open. In talking about, like when you were trying to get pregnant and like mm-hmm. during that process like were you talking to those folks about your experience uh, and how you were doing and honestly probably so postpartum is different i think from my perspective because it was like i didn't really want to bring up any issues because it felt like that isn't like what i should be doing because mm-hmm. it's not my like I I didn't have the baby and mm-hmm. I shouldn't be having problems mm-hmm. so like I'm not gonna bring this up as like a what was me moment when it's you know what I mean like it, yeah not even like a weakness thing but it's just like that's not right because like guilt almost to be right. like I can't bring this up like we've got bigger issues right. and that's always how I felt during it too it's like we yeah. have bigger issues you know we're trying to like raise a two-month-old let's just deal with that and then i'll push everything else to the side for now right even getting pregnant like again Mm -hmm. like how are you doing with getting pregnant it's seen as like me getting pregnant not necessarily like the onus yeah yeah so it's like how how are you doing with you know Mm -hmm. and again i think there is at least I, in my experience, felt a lot of shame with trying to get pregnant and not being able to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of my friends that have tried to get pregnant and have Mm -hmm. miscarried or have had trouble have felt the same way. Mm -hmm. But I think it is, it's something that's not really talked about. So even on my end, and I'm very open with my friends about that, Mm -hmm. um, that was hard. But especially for you. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's probably not something that really came up in conversation. Yeah, definitely not. And... I think for men it's extra challenging because it's like there's no there isn't going to be like an outlet for that really like there's mm-hmm. not going to be someone that's like I don't know maybe there is but uh, or hopefully there is but mm-hmm. it, it's not very accessible at the moment so yeah. that and that's why yeah I feel like you have a group of women that you can like talk to at least in my experience I feel like the man's emotional outlet is their partner Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then like when your partner is like overwhelmed or when you're like I don't feel like I can bring this up because like yeah it's hard for me but it's like harder quote-unquote like whatever that means right Mm -hmm. like for you then it's like where does this go and it's interesting to me that even though I think of you as someone who has like a very close group of friends yeah I would agree that you're open with and like yeah that it's like even then it's like but this is like too shameful or like one step too far or something or like too vulnerable I don't know Yeah. yeah That's really interesting. Yeah, and it's... I think it's par- partially your personality, too. Mm. Especially when it comes to, like, the guilt of, like, mm. I don't want to bring this up because I'm not, like, worthy of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do think other men might have a similar feeling to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is why I mentioned, like, if I have other friends that have children like I try to reach mm-hmm. out to them in, in a way that's like hey like how's it going like explain a little bit what you're feeling so that they have yeah. somewhere to say like 
yeah, this is like really hard. Yeah, <laughs> or, you know, whatever like, they want to say. It's yeah. very difficult because it's like it's they don't they might not have get that otherwise. They give them from their parents, you know. Right. And generally, the parents are so focused on like, oh, yeah. oh I would just want to know about the grandkids. Yeah, I think too that that's why you have to have like such open conversation with your partner too because mm-hmm. even throughout the pregnancy, I was like asking him how he felt mm-hmm. and really wanted to make sure like all of your feelings are valid. Like it's okay to be like nervous, you know, right. things like that. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, just making sure to truly be and knowing that, I don't know, it's okay. I think that was the thing too is, and I'm personally a fixer, so it's hard for me, but like <laughs> knowing that he was struggling, that was really hard for me. And yeah. I think with the second baby, it was like, okay, I know that this happened with the last one. Like, this might happen with the second one. Mm-hmm. Here are some ways that I can support you and, you know. Yeah, no, and it's like a better experience with Luna. Is, sure. like, counseling a solution for that? Or is it, like, medication or none of the above? It's just, like, an acknowledgement? Like, how did you choose to deal with it, I guess? Yeah, I think it just depends on the person. For mm-hmm. me, though, like, I've always been a person that, like, deals with things internally. Like, yeah. introvert to the max. So I feel like that's how I did it. Um uh, and and we talked too. I think we talked a lot more and like with, yeah, with validated her. each other's feelings with the second one of mm-hmm. like. And I think that was really hard for me too because I personally had to be like, but I'm the one that's feeding her. I'm the one that's right. doing this, and I had to be like step off my pedestal and be like, okay, no, <laughs> he's doing just as much, if not more, work. Um, so truly being like, I understand mm-hmm. how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so. And I feel like it's so, I'm, I feel like, like, shameful societally to mm-hmm. admit that you're not fucking stoked right after you have <laughs> right. a baby. Like, right. Oh, you know? Yeah. Which, like, yeah. I would argue no one is. It's, <laughs> no one's sleeping. It's so and, like, and I feel like yeah. all you're allowed to say is, like, it's oh, great. like, we're not sleeping, like, ha, 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 but, yeah, like, it's great, or, like, it's it. worth it, or, like, well, she's the best light of my life, and right. everyone's like, it'll get better, and I think that's, like, one good thing about social media is like, there are so many things now that are, like, it's okay to feel this way, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. You can feel happy that you have a baby, but still feel depressed or, you right. know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Menstruation Rewritten. We so appreciate you being here and hope that you found this conversation both relatable and insightful. If so, we'd love if you could leave a rating or a review in whichever podcast app you found us in so that others can find this content and get a chance to listen. Our intro and outro music is an alteration of A Surprising Power by Midair Machine. See you next full moon!